everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is September the 6th. 20, 20, strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Offended by selling. Don't FOMO on altcoins or DeFi. Five-digit realm. All right. Hello, my elite friends. It is the middle of the night here. I've been doing some late-night shows. Check them all out below at disruptmeister.com. If you have questions, I have answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat. I will answer your questions. I It's it's September the 6th. I almost said September the 6th of another year because it's, it's been 25 years uh, since Cal Ripken broke Lou Gehrig's streak in Baltimore. 2131, 2131 consecutive games. We talked about that on yesterday's show, the Beyond Bitcoin show. We talk about all sorts of crazy subject matters. It is linked to below. Uh so Bitcoin doesn't rest during the weekend. There, that Bitcoin doesn't go beyond Bitcoin during the weekend. I do, but Bitcoin doesn't. Uh, and well, for all you fiat freaks, it was uh, some of you had some weak hands there. Some of you uh, sent me DMs and are like, "Oh, I'm buying it. I'm buying this dip." So it did dip below that uh, that 10k. But uh, there's someone out there that keeps track of the daily closing prices. And I, I don't. I think officially the daily close was still above uh, 10k, so that streak is alive. Again, it's an arbitrary. You know, when when do you decide the day ends? I mean, Bitcoin is it's 24 hours a day, but okay, that streak continues just like Cal Ripken's streak continued on this day 25 years ago. Pound that like button for tying that all together somehow. Uh, but we. So for me, yeah, okay, it's it's still five digit realm. That's great, uh, and. You know, this is all part of the process of being one day closer to an all-time high. Now, uh, people ask, well, why, why did this happen? Why did this happen? Was it the NASDAQ? Uh, the miners were selling off? I, I don't care. Who cares? But those, I mean, those are legitimate. Miners apparently like to sell in September. I don't know. And the NASDAQ did go down. And if you watch this week in Bitcoin, Christian, who was on the show, did point out that uh, as happened on March the 12th, when there's uh, a... a NASDAQ goes down. People need to feel the need. They gotta, they gotta pay off their debts. They gotta, they gotta, so they don't get liquidated. So they sell their Bitcoin. Okay, that's good. You guys can do that. I mean, there's gonna be there are gonna be days like that and periods of time during the uptrends. I mean, again, we, we have people complaining that it's only ten thousand dollars. Oh, <laughs> put it all in perspective, people. Put it all in perspective. So over at uh, Jay Dorman says and this is a DeFi ethereum fan dude he, he's uh, you know he jeff dorman he, he's got some interesting tweets i i check him out he says not seeing a strong cat not seeing strong catalysts for the 10 percent bitcoin slash 20 percent ethereum and DeFi sell-off typically sell-offs without catalysts are buying opportunities unless you miss the catalyst well i i gotta say with the ethereum and the DeFi sell-off there were catalysts. I'm, I'm going to get into that in a second. Now, you can say, well, one of the catalysts for the Bitcoin sell-off was the Ethereum sell-off. And I think I think that has something to do with it, too. Everybody, we had this issue with Sushi. <laughs> the rotten Sushi brought down Ethereum and DeFi. And then uh, 
Some people want to liquidate their Bitcoin too because of the rotten sushi. Hey, it, these these things happen. This is why you're not a trader. This is why you're a long-term thinker. You don't have to worry about rotten sushi, rotten DeFi uh, when you when you're thinking uh, 2024 having. Okay, you you think 2024 having. You don't think flavor of the month altcoin or flavor of the two-year period trend in Ethereum. You don't think that. You think. 20, long, 2024 having 2020 because all the people that thought 2020 having when I started talking about the 2020 having in 2016, it, you asked them. It was it was pretty good. Now uh, let, let's let's talk about the old days for a second here, okay? Let's talk about the old days and the clickbait. Now notice I didn't put Peter Schiff's name in the title today, but I'm going to talk about Peter Schiff because I'm absolutely tired of everyone out there. Uh, using Peter Schiff as clickbait, okay, for Bitcoin-related materials. All you 80 percenters that fall for that, you – well, I'm going to ask you a question in a second, all right? Because this article on Cointelegraph, the clickbait title was Peter Schiff, I was wrong about Bitcoin. Now, that makes you think that, oh, wow, Peter Schiff has just admitted, uh, you know, this, 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 this man who everyone thinks will never change his mind. Uh. The, the stubborn man, all of a sudden, the, the, the Cointelegraph has a story that he's changed his mind. Oh, no, 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 no. I was right on gold, but wrong on Bitcoin, said Schiff. The latter did manage to get through resistance and rally up to $12,000, thanks in large part to a ride on gold's coattails and a massive TV advertising by, by Grayscale. So he said... He was wrong about when he said that if gold went up, Bitcoin would go down. He admitted he was wrong about one little thing, one little thing in all this gold talk that he constantly talks about that all you guys want to hear about for some reason. He admits he was wrong, one, but then he makes some insane excuse, insane excuse that Bitcoin just went up because Grayscale spent a lot of money advertising. Now, as you guys remember, the Grayscale advertising campaign said nothing about Bitcoin at all. It talked about the Grayscale Fund, all right? It talked about GVTC and all the nonsense. Peter Schiff does not, either he's lying or most likely he doesn't even get what Grayscale's relation to Bitcoin, okay? He said, but another time he said, oh, look, the Ethereum Grayscale product, product has gone down so much. This means Bitcoin's going to go down. So he tried to tie it to, to Bitcoin. He's really, really you know, grabbing it, I mean, stretching it out here, all right, when he when he's trying to predict bad things for Bitcoin. But so they use, they try to get you to click on their article uh, based on this man's uh, nonsense. So he didn't, and, and still, he's still as stubborn as ever, still as stubborn as ever. So why, why am I even talking about this, okay? Why am I even talking about this? Because they say he was called out. Let's see what they said here. However, Twitter user SharkyBit, SharkyBit, wasn't willing to let the gold bug's word slide, posting a screenshot of Schiff's July 5th prediction that the price of Bitcoin would drop as gold surged. Okay, so why did I why I bring up this one part of the story about SharkyBit? So some of you are like, well, who's SharkyBit? Well, first of all, Cointelegraph doesn't know who the heck SharkyBit is. Okay, if they're calling him SharkyBit. So this is this is this is the eighty percent of world we're living in in the mainstream uh, crypto media. Okay, they're trying to get you to they're trying to get attention on a fluff piece about 
Peter Schiff. And in the article, they mention renegade freaking investor and call him by his t- Twitter handle, okay? If they don't, they don't know who renegade investor is. They don't know who renegade investor is. Do you know who renegade investor is? Do you? Let me ask you something. Do you know who Peter Schiff is or who Renegade Investor is? Do you care about what Renegade Investor was saying about Bitcoin in 2016 or what Peter Schiff was saying about Bitcoin in 2016? But let me tell you something here. If you watch this show regularly, Renegade Investor has been a a guest on the show numerous times in the past. In 2017, he's been on my show. He's not as prominent as he once was, okay? But he's got a YouTube channel. I link to it below. And he is a strong hand like me, okay? He is a guy who's been in this thing for a long time, who's been Bitcoin all the way for a long time. Now, some of the things that he gets into in, in economic, I mean, he doesn't like the bankers very much, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I, I'm tying this all together here. I'm just showing you the ignorance of Cointelegraph, the ignorance of the 80 percenters who get into this stuff, okay? Because there's plenty of 80 percenters. That are, anyone's welcome in the Bitcoin. Anyone's welcome to be here. But I, I'm just saying they call him Sharky, but they call him by his Twitter handle like he's some random dude out there. Random dude, this is the bottom line. If you know who that random dude is, you and and don't and, and don't worship Peter Schiff, you're freaking rich at this point, okay? Seriously. I'm, I'm I mean, I am willing I'm I'm putting it out here right now. If you knew who Sharky Bit was back when in 2016, 2017, when he's appeared on my show and everything, you're much better off financially than all these suckers out there that uh, click on every single Peter Schiff. Uh, mention in Bitcoin that fall for his because he's 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 playing everybody. He, Peter Schiff is loves it, loves the attention he's getting. His business is growing because of Bitcoiners crying about him, screaming about him, worried about him, etc. A Coin Telegraph trying to get freaking hits off of his freaking name because they know that the algorithms pr- pick up on Peter Schiff's name. If you put Peter Schiff in your title, you get all these eighty percenters clicking on your video. Notice that I did not do that. Notice whose name I put in my in my title. I put in Renegade Investor's name in my title because you better believe I knew who a Renegade Investor is. And I hope you guys knew who he was too. And I hope you were. And check out the archives. You'll see him on my show. You'll see him on Andy Hoffman's show. For all you people who rip on Andy Hoffman. <laughs> I mean, the joke's on you, isn't it? Oh, Andy Hoffman this, Andy Hoffman that. Andy Hoffman knew Renegade Investor for quite some time too. And trust me, he just didn't know he... He walked the walk like Renegade Investor did, like Adam Meister did. So you can you can do what Cointelegraph tells you to do and worry about Peter Schiff and blah, 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 and get into DeFi, do to this, do that, do to that, that, and not know who anybody is. You just, you know, pick, you know, fitting in is overrated. Renegade Investor doesn't fit in. Andy Hoffman doesn't fit in. Adam Meister doesn't fit in. Bunches of dudes out there don't fit in. Figure it out for yourselves. I think I made it pretty clear. I say I had the best freaking guest in the space on this show. I do. I do. He's been on this darn show before plenty of times, Renegade Investor. So I do. He his the knowledge you get from him beats any of this clickbait stuff. Any of it. If you listen to him back when he was on my show with Ansel Lindner um, back in the day, they, I know they were on together a couple times. Um, look it up in the darn archives. T e c h b a l t dot com. All right. Enough about that. I, I'm just I'm reading this. I'm looking at this article and that they call him by his Twitter handle like he's some random. Dude, Sharky Bit. I'm like, it's a freaking Renegade Investor. You don't know who Renegade Investor is? That's why you're freaking broke and working at Coin Telegraph, I guess. <laughs> no offense to the author or whatever. I mean, <laughs> you, you get my gist there. All right. Now, 
Yeah, so we had the drop in Ethereum. Suit the, the founder. Okay, let me see. We got questions here before. Uh, retweet this and pound that like button. I'm, I'm putting uh, the link into the live chat right now. Now, Bitcoin Meister got a Trezor, traded my other hardware wallet. I love it. Good, dude. Good. I've got something to say about Trezor uh, at the 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 uh, very very soon in this show. It, it was in the news. They just updated. Uh, they just sent an update out, and I'll, I'll explain the the update that they sent out uh all right yeah and and gypsy tree is asking about the that and i'm going to talk about it in a second gypsy tree uh all right what do we have all right so we got we got all sorts of people in the chat now very good keep on asking those questions and we're going to talk about ethereum uh anonymous founder of sushi swap sells all his sushi who could have possibly predicted this says uh spencer noon yeah, who could have possibly predicted it? Of course. Of course. Why not? It's the wild, wild west out there. I mean, I have no problem with that dude doing it. If you bought something called Sushi Tokens because some some anonymous guy made some cool platform that was like Uniswap, and, and, and then he, he he saw, you know, whoa, uh, you know, I made this awesome platform. I made the the uh, a, a token based on the platform, and now the tokens are worth a lot of money. I'm gonna. I want to become a millionaire. Who wants to become a millionaire? The anonymous dude behind Sushi Swap. So it, he sold it all. He sold all of his sushi, made millions of dollars, and uh, yeah, people were angry. The price of sushi dropped. The tri pr price of Ethereum dropped. The price of Bitcoin dropped, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so you, that's what happened on Friday or this weekend, or I don't even know when it darn happened. I don't give a darn. Um, but I, I did want to put it out there, and then the price. The, the price doubled of sushi after the guy, the guy who sold all his sushi, gave control of this decentralized thing. <laughs> he gave control to some other. Okay, so now now everyone's happy because the decentralized thing that wasn't really decentralized um, and now has uh, someone else is in control. All right, good, good. This is a, a bottom line is this is innovative stuff. This actually grows the economy. This dude is producing stuff, uh, but. If you guys play in this gambling world where weird stuff like this is produced, you better believe that the guys are going to exit when they're going to exit. Okay, if they're going to become millionaires all of a sudden, and maybe this this guy, this anonymous guy, could have been some broke kid, broke, broke, who knows? And like, oh man, I'm going to make millions of dollars. Better do it now. Uh, I mean, can you blame him? <laughs> can, can, I mean, it's the wild, wild west out there. So he did produce something. It's still out there. If you want to play on Sushi Swap. Go ahead, make my freaking day. But here we're long-term thinkers, strong hand. I, I, somebody asked me the other day, Adam, should I just experiment a little bit in DeFi? I just, just to get a, get a hand, a handle on it. I was like, no. And why did I say no? Because of stuff like that. <laughs> how about if he would? How about if the person who asked me that would have bought some sushi and it would have went up by a lot, a lot, and then would have went down and then doubled and the, the, the creator of it got his uh, he got what he got. All right. Uh, he produced something. He produced a, a new real thing, and he uh, made the profits off of it. And everybody, other people who bought his weird token, good luck. Now, remember, it was Mauricio, Jan, and Christian were on This Week in Bitcoin. It is linked to below. Uh, keep on asking questions, people. I Oh, yeah, I see another one there. <clears throat> I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, I'm wearing my headband today. The hair, my hair needs a cutting. I will be back in Baltimore on the 15th until the uh, 29th, and at some point, 
uh, I will get my hair cut. And of course, there'll be Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Kippur. It'll be a lovely time in Baltimore. Then I'll be in Salt Lake City for two months. Now, so in, there, is an, there was an insane, before Trezor came out with this announcement, I was included in a, a storage thread uh, that I think J.W. Weatherman started. As, as all of you know, J.W. is, uh, when he starts to talk about Bitcoin storage, he freaks everyone out, kind of like Trace Mayer used to do. And uh, so I was included in this thread on Twitter. So I checked it out because I saw there were a bunch of replies. And this is a real reply. It's linked to below. Don't be this guy. I always, I've always been slightly afraid of my Trezor being compromised, which is why I still store my Bitcoin at Binance. Yeah. All right. All right, dude. <laughs> but what can I say? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I can't believe stuff like that is, is, is written. I, I just, I can't, I can't believe it. I mean. Uh, we're, we're still, yeah. I mean, people want to, they want to have Bitcoin banks. You keep it at a gambling. I, I'm, I'm scared. I can't trust myself with my Trezor. So I am going to leave my precious Bitcoin. I assume the guy doesn't have a lot of Bitcoin at uh, at an exchange, at a gambling exchange where, where similar exchanges have been hacked before. Has Binance, I don't, I don't, has, has Binance been a, I don't know. So I, I get them all confused. There have been so many of them that, Bitfinex, I know, was uh, that was a long time ago. That the 2016, that one had a, a nice hack. So, uh, all right. So, I just did. I, I still read. The, I, I'm just like, God. Some people out there, they really get, have no personal responsibility, and they, they just do dangerous things with their Bitcoin. <laughs> now, uh, on yesterday's show, I talked about Yaron uh, Brook. Really uh, said something that inspired me on his show and I link to it below and he talks about what really drives the economy. What, what makes the economy grow? It's, it's not the fed. Um, I mean, the fed can play a little bit of a role. Uh, taxes can play a role, but getting rid of obstacles, getting rid of obstacles, getting rid of, uh, regulations. So that the bottom line is, Individual innovations drive the economy, okay? So if whatever situation where an individual can innovate and have no obstacles, that is what's going to drive the economy. That's what's going to grow the economy. A dude that comes up with a completely new idea, he doesn't have to worry about regulations. He doesn't have to worry about obstacles. He's going to create some new product that's going to change the freaking world. Everybody's standard of living goes up, okay, when, when products like that are created, all right? That dude becomes – everyone becomes wealthier. Sure, that dude might become a trillionaire and you only – and you might be jealous because of the income – the fake income inequality and all, all this nonsense envy that's out there. But even if you're an envious, jealous person, your life will be better when new innovations are out there made by individuals. So – that's when, when we bring it into our realm here, into the Bitcoin realm, into, into the cryptocurrency realm. That, that's why I, I say, you know, compete, don't complain. And I'm not for destruction. I'm in, I'm for creation. So all this DeFi stuff, it's creation. It's innovation. It's growth. It is, it's bringing people into the space. It's, you know, and some of these things are questionable. Okay. They, but, but some of them may succeed. 
it is adding to the economy. It's adding to our economy. It's adding to the the world economy. So we have all these people that think the whole world is falling apart, but we have this space that is relatively unregulated, and we should not we should not welcome regulators here because those are just obstacles to innovation. Okay, those are just obstacles to so. I mean, regulation can only do so much with 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 Bitcoin, but it can do a lot with the, the ICOs. It can do a lot with the with the DeFi. And I'm, I'm you know, let pe- personal responsibility is new counterculture. I don't want DeFi or, or uh, ICOs to be uh, regulated at all. And let the, if people want to gamble with them, then let them gamble with it. They don't need mommy government and daddy government to come take care of them because daddy government and mommy go- government are going to stifle the true innovators. And they are true innovators in all corners of this space, whether it be in altcoins, whether it be in Bitcoin, whether it be in this DeFi stuff. So I, I really, again, what Iran said was inspiring to me because it's a very simple way of under, because everyone tries to complicate uh, the economy. Well, what makes the economy grow faster? Is it velocity, this, that? Look at this graph. Look at this trend. Look at, no, it's just innovation. It's just an individual innovation, the individual mind, the, the entrepreneur coming up with it. And so the entrepreneur or anyone out there needs as few obstacles as possible in his way. And what's been going on in the world is that more and more obstacles are just constantly thrown out there for all sorts of entrepreneurs. No, your business can no longer be open anymore because people are sick. All right. That, that, that's an obstacle out there. And, and there's all sorts of entrepreneurs, restaurant entrepreneurs. I mean, that's an, that, that's great, too. I mean, I'm not into that type of thing. There's real estate entrepreneurs. But when you have all these rules, it stifles them. If you didn't have all these rules, people be coming up with all sorts of things that would make life better, grow the economy. I mean, I mentioned this on yesterday. That's why I like Elon Musk, man. He's coming up with – he is so innovative. He's doing all these things that people – and unfortunately, there are a lot of obstacles that are thrown in his way. He can't just build a rocket uh, launch pad anywhere. He, he has to uh, – who knows what regulations he has to go through. So you can ch- check that out. But uh, another another thing, and I might do another, I might do a separate show on this one day. Maybe uh, – we have protests going on all over the United States, protests, whatever you want to call them. Uh, the, the, let's focus on BLM. So these BLM people are, are, are destroying things. They're destroying things. And they, they say they have a big issue. Well, how about this? Be a, make yourself a BLM coin. Seriously. That is actually producing something. That is in a, individual innovation. You've got a movement. You want attention. Uh, you make a BLM, BLM coin. You, you can make your own coin really easy like, like with Bcash. And I, I saw with Bcash – they, they uh, Roger Bear had a video. It's, it's pretty simple. You could make you, you could right now any of you could make a BLM coin that would be on Bcash, just like how these tokens are on Ethereum. You can actually do it easier on Bcash. Now, I, I, I'm not saying buy Bcash. I'm saying in in this world today, we have so many people that want to destroy, so many people that want to complain. Compete, don't complain is what I'm saying. It's out there and true. When you do compete, when you innovate. You make the – you grow the economy. You make everyone – everyone's life better. And the BLM people are complaining about how bad a certain uh, certain people's lives are. Well, go d- physically produce something. Produce something instead of destroy something. And so this is the golden age right now. And we are in the ultimate industry in the golden age, I believe. I, I, the cryptocurrency, the Bitcoin uh, ecosystem is the ultimate uh, where individuals can do things like this. So uh, yeah, I don't agree with the politics of BLM or a lot of the people out there, but they could come to this space and innovate so easily and build so easily. And who knows 
and all of us would benefit. So I, I know some of you are saying, well, DeFi and Bcash and everything that you just mentioned, it isn't Bitcoin, Adam. It isn't Bitcoin. So it's not going to help. No, it don't, it'll help Bitcoin. It'll, it'll help everything. It brings more people. The more people in motion, this is not this is not a zero sum game, okay? It's bringing growing all sorts of stuff over the ecosystem. Uh, the cryptocurrency ecosystem is good for Bitcoin. It it is it is innovation. Any innovate it drives the economy. It will drive the Bitcoin economy. Okay, and I can I I could do a show on uh, all sorts of uh, coins people could make uh, for for the and I, I brought this up on, on past shows before. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not, a, I, I wouldn't pay a penny for any of that stuff, but there, there's, it, it could help their cause. It could maybe change the way they think about life. Uh, speaking about the, about causes and, and the way people think about life, I got to say, uh, Ben Shapiro's uh, Sunday special is back on again. It was on, to, he interviewed Candace Owens today and it was the best, the best I've ever heard Candace Owens by far. By far, she was very, very impressive today. I, I played it, played it two x. It's you'll, you'll be able, and I, this is a little bit of a beyond Bitcoin moment here, but I, I, I was impressed. I, I really was impressed, and I've heard her other times where I have not been impressed, and I've seen her change over the years and everything. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a very good, uh, very, very good, uh, very entertaining for for people who want something beyond Bitcoin. You, you watch that; it only lasts a half an hour. If you uh, if you played a two x pound pound that like button, all right. And I could tell it was very strange when I saw her photo for like the preview of it. I could tell she was pregnant. It was very weird. She she's and then she announced on the show she was pregnant. So I don't know, maybe I can I can sense this stuff. Her face maybe was a slightly a teeny bit bigger. I, I don't know. There's something that gave it away to me. I asked, she, I think she she looks like she's pregnant. She is pregnant. All right. Okay. Back to Bitcoin now. Uh, all right, this KYC. Let's let's see. Someone said Roman Q said, "Looks like 2017 altcoins will at least survive uh, 210,000 blocks. DeFi tokens barely last 210,000 blocks just by Bitcoin." Well, what do you mean the the altcoin 2017 altcoins? They'll always be around. I mean, they just like they'll be less than a penny. <laughs> they'll, they'll survive more than 200. There's plenty of them out there that are around, but there's like no activity on them. Uh, it's 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 hard to for a uh, a coin to disappear at all. Although we we've had some disappear, some interesting ones There was one called V Cash, not B Cash, but V Cash, which was a privacy coin, uh, which which disappeared. Which had a founder who was like a crazy. Oh, I don't know if he was. He was out there. He was an out there. He was a smart dude, but uh, I think he took the whole coin down because he couldn't take it anymore or something. I, I don't know the whole story behind that. But yeah, this DeFi stuff, it, it, they have all – I mean the sushi thing is still there. It's just <laughs> – no, there, there's other ones. I mean there's ones that people have just made up that are total jokes, so they're not, they're not even meant to, uh, to last. All right. JC says Bitcoin lives matter. That's Yeah, that's the true BLM. Pound that like button. All right, we're, we're okay. Let's 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 talk about this KYC stuff. We're at the twenty-seven minute mark of the show. You can play this at two x. You should be playing this at two x. And Trezor will come after this. Don't worry. Um, I've just finished putting together uh, nokyconly.com, and so I link to that below. Nokyconly.com, a simple site 
designed to educate new and existing Bitcoiners on the dangers and pitfalls of creeping KYC. Have a read. And if you are a no KYC advocate like myself, please share it around. All right. So that, that's linked to below. A guy named Bitcoin Q&A did that. It might – some of you that have already been involved uh, buying from KYC sites, which is most of us, you might be a little disappointed that, oh, I, uh, I'm going to get KYC now. But you can – there's, there's some options that the guy puts out there. So, so read the entire page. I found it interesting. Now, so I got an email. I guess it was during the weekend. I, don't, I, I have a bunch of different uh, email addresses, as I, I mentioned before. And the one that Trezor has of mine is one that I don't check very often. So they sent me an update. And it says for, firmware updates uh, for both Trezors. And... So I was like, well, what, why should I update my firmware? Because, you know, you, it's, it, it, you know, it can be nerve-wracking to do it, and, to say the least. Well, here's the issue. There, there's a guy out there who came up with a scenario. Now, this hasn't happened, but it's a scenario. And in theory, you, if your Trezor is, you know, it, it, you, you should be able to use your Trezor on a computer that has been hacked. That's, that's how good a Trezor is supposed to be, that even if your computer has been hacked, if someone has access to it, you should be able to use your Trezor safely. Well, this guy came up with a scenario where imagine if your computer was hacked, okay? Someone has gained access to your computer because they know you have a Trezor, and this is true for digital BitBox also. And so one of your Trezor accounts is protected by a passphrase. Uh, or you start a new Trezor account that is protected by a new passphrase. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's your, your passphrase is Trezor, let's say, all right? So you type in Trezor, Trezor, and there you go. You, you start your new account. You move uh, a Bitcoin into that new account. And uh, you come back a few days later. You log into your Trezor, you log into the passphrase protected uh, Trezor side of things, you see your Bitcoin is still there, you add another Bitcoin to it. And what you don't realize is happening is because your computer has been hacked, um, you think you've been typing in Trezor as your passphrase. But from the first time that you did it, the hacker intercepted Trezor and the word Trezor and typed in uh, Adam Meister instead. And so every time you think you're adding to your, your uh, account that's protected by the word Trezor, you're adding to an account that's protected by the word Adam Meister, but you have no idea. And then one day when you finally try to send your Bitcoin from this account that you access from getting in uh, by typing in Trezor as your passphrase, you can't do it. And you get a message on your screen from a hacker that says, I have your real passphrase. If you want access to your Trezor, you've got to give me money and I will give it to you. And then you can have access to your Trezor. So the guy, the people, this scenario, this guy made up this whole big scenario that I just shared with you, um, which is pretty unlikely. But Trezor's update makes sure that this cannot happen because now when you enter your passphrase, 
you see it show up on your Trezor. Now, the only way you're going to be able to do this is if you do the update, okay? Now, if you do the update, remember, if something goes wrong, you never, ever, ever enter your recovery seed on your keyboard. You do not have to do that with your Trezors. You can enter it through the Trezor. That is how you do it. That is how you do it. This is this is just in case for some weird reason you've you've gotten an email, a fake email from Trezor that's giving you the same message that I'm giving you right now, and you uh, you click on what you think is the update, but it really isn't the update because it's a fake. I, I, I'm going over some weird scenarios here, but to avoid those weird scenarios, that's why you I have taught this many many times. You never enter your 24 seed recover 24 word recovery seed on your keyboard. You could do it through your Trezor, and that is safe. So I hope I explained everything uh, to everyone out there. And so you, you, those of you know who don't want to uh, put in the update that Trezor is sending out, I mean, you don't have to. You, you just see – I mean, but it, <laughs> I, I went over the scenario where you could be in trouble if you didn't do that. If, if your computer is hacked and you don't see the passphrase that you're typing in, um, this, this could happen. But with the update, you see what your passphrase is the minute you create it, the minute you – and every other time that you type it in there, you see what the Trezor is actually getting, that it's getting Trezor and not getting Adam Meister. All right, uh, and I link to that firmware update thing below, all right? And what I didn't link to and I'm going to have to link to now, uh, I should link to now is the – the, an explanation of, of the issue. Again, the explanation that I just gave, but so you guys can read it over. I will add that at the end of, uh, after I'm done the show. Let me add, add Trezor. All right. Um, Representative Thomas Macy, and I talked about this on yesterday's show, and Yaron Brook both mentioned how the President of the United States uh, said that uh, renters do not have to pay rent uh, for the rest of the year in the United States, which is completely, you know, giving, destroying the value of rental properties temporarily. And it, it just shows you again, why you don't want to get into real estate people. Okay. That doesn't, uh, that's, that's not a, uh, <laughs> that, that doesn't happen. In, they can't do that to Bitcoin. Okay. B Bitcoin is better than that. It shows you why Bitcoin is a better asset when just all of a sudden, uh, real estate contracts are, are null and void, all right, uh, be, be, because the government wants uh, people to, to vote for them or something. And, and both both parties are for this. Both No no one's – well, Thomas Macy is, is complaining. I give him credit. He's a, a, a representative. But it's, it's absolutely ridiculous to just – you know they've had plenty of time, <laughs> plenty of unemployment checks, plenty of uh, government checks uh, to say, you know, I, I can – I should be able to pay my landlord by now. I mean, come on. Uh but some people, who knows what people are doing out there today? I I, I don't know. The the amount you see that there's there's a price for all this government interference. It all, you know, they, they have to have more government interference to fix the previous government interference, and it becomes more and more insane. And I I am so and I've repeated this many times. I am so glad I do not own rental property. I am so glad, and I've given you plenty of other reasons not to own rental property before. Uh, and, and I think this also puts people – it'll make people think, well, uh, this – I'll still own rental property, but I'll only deal uh, with, with Section 8. 
So I'm, I'm sure that the government will always pay me. The government, will, dude, that's a, that's a rookie mistake right there. If you if you are if you choose Section Eight rentals, renters over uh, just you know market renters, you you should see go go to go to Baltimore City, uh, and, and see the destruction that Section Eight uh, renters uh, can do in a very very short period of time. Uh, you think you're getting a, a government check and you think you're going to be profitable. All right. I've just gone off onto a beyond Bitcoin moment. I, I've talked about this before, but the bottom, ignoring the whole section eight thing that I just went into, Bitcoin doesn't have to worry about section eight. Bitcoin doesn't have to worry about the government saying that rent doesn't matter anymore. Uh, real estate does though. Now, Bitcoin over real estate, pound that like button. And finally, for all the, all the people who, uh, you know, we go through a lot of bubbles here, and I'm sure we're in, we're in some sort of DeFi type of bubble here. And Garzik, Jeff Garzik reminds us, this is a good quote, uh, down to where price was last week is not evidence of a bubble bursting. Remember that, people. Remember that. Uh, for for any anything that someone calls a bubble – down to where the price was last week is, is not evidence of a, of a bubble bursting at all. And all right, one last thing. One last uh, – now I'll save this for another day. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. I have 1,800 shows at DisruptMeister.com. So pound that like button for them. Check them out. You get a new show here every single day. Retweet it and – and then Gypsy Tree mate makes a very interesting point. So if you created a passphrase years ago, the likelihood of this happening is low. Yes, I agree. Uh, yes, yeah. This this is this is more so. Uh, if you if you've been able to send Bitcoin from that account, it's basically impossible that it happened. Now they do. I'm going to link to it below where they get, there could be a more complicated scenario where it, where it is possible that someone could have been waiting all this time but dude you're right you're, you're basically right right there all right it's going to be linked to below it'll be the first link it'll say like updated uh trezor link or something and you guys can all read more about the situation it's it's really nothing to worry about and if you guys do the upgrade the update you have really nothing absolutely nothing to worry about okay but hey i give the guy credit for finding this uh quote-unquote vulnerability and I mean, he totally made it up, but it is—it is a real vulnerability. It is a real vulnerability because you are supposed to be able to use your Trezor on a computer that has been hacked. All right, I'll see you guys later. Bye bye. Thanks.